Damn it, that was exactly the thing I didn't want to have happen. Headphones, okay. Can you hear me? He's in the Robbie. I can't believe I'm smiling. Um, six to nine hours ago, I was having one of the worst days of my life. Now, it's all good. It's all good. What's up? How is it the worst day of your life? <sighs> Moving. How the f- how the f have you been in your space for this long, and I keep having to move? What have I done? Who did I kill? <laughs> Who did I kill? I killed nobody, as far as I know. Why are they making me move, bro? So where are you right now? I'm in the lobby of my building. Of are you are you in Canada? Or are you in? Oh, I'm in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm still in the same place. It's just I've been moving out. Yeah. Gee, oh my God, so, you are comfortable in that lobby. <laughs> uh, not really, honestly. Just <laughs> You're so, like, lobbyist. Yeah, I really am. I'm. I have no dishes. I'm eating my veggies out of a salsa jar. Are you calling <laughs> raspberries veggies? Oh no, they are carrots. Can you see that? Oh, those are carrots. Thought they were raspberries on my end. I, I put some Indian, like some like curry sauce on it that I had. So some broccoli. Anyways, this is not what I'm trying to show on this show. <laughs> I'm using the Elgato face cam here. Oh, you're into face cams <laughs> professionally <laughs> or just spare time? Only on weekends, you know, I started dabbling. Oh. Being an AV guy. You look like a real dabbler. Oh, I'm not a dabbler. No, I met a guy who called himself a dabbler, and that I am not. Here's a to dab- the dabblers. Blur. No! no. Dab- <laughs> Here's a new uh, new film from Dab Lerman. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Dab Lerman. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I was moving. You want to talk about your shit, or you want to hear yesterday? about my shit? <laughs> well, on. I'll actually. I'm down to hear your shit, but we were talking about the worst day of my life. So worst let's day get to it quick. Six, six to nine moving hours. Moving my ago. stuff out yesterday. Moving my stuff out yesterday. Right. With my mom, we decided to hire a set of movers. Paid them four hundred dollars just to move out of the apartment to the lobby. And we have to time three things. The building's elevator slot, when these movers are going to show up, and uh, when the UPAC guy is going to come in his car. They all are about three-hour bandwidth window. All be within one another. So it's super tension. Everything goes perfect. I know. Crazy. Movers show up on time. The UPAC guy shows up on time. The building slot is open on actually both sides. The movers are great. They um, they got here at eleven thirty. Move was scheduled for twelve to two. 
They start 11.30, 11.30, and 1.30, all done. And I did not have to leave behind a single thing. Everything fit. It was amazing. Only it in Canada. Like picture perfect. It was picture perfect. Picture perfect. Yeah, you wouldn't get that here in the States. <laughs> Only in Canada. Yeah. There were two Kenyan guys who helped me, actually. Moving right along. Yep. I paid them. It's all good. I've closed the door. They leave. You back guy comes. And I'm like, here you go. Thanks so much. See ya. I go up and I get a call. He's like, I can't pick it up. Oh, by the way, the UPAC thing, it comes on a forklift, basically. Like, there's a big, long, like, actually, I'll show you. I'll show you a photo. Photo speaks a thousand words. I'm assuming a UPAC is a, like, Canadian version of U-Haul or whatever. Oh, no, I use this in the States as well. Oh, 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 okay, I see, I see. Yeah. So you see that? So that's the pod. The guy has a, tr- like, basically that tractor in that track, or sorry, forklift, in that forklift, uh, actually uh, parks that thing on, like, a long-haul trailer, which has, it can hold, like, six U-packs, more or less. So six of those pods on the back of that trailer, and then he attaches the, uh, the forklift to the trailer. So that's how they do it. Anyway, he's telling me the tractor cannot pick up the pod. He said the pod is too much weight. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean it's too much weight? It's the protein. There was some protein in there. So I unloaded some stuff. I had to figure out what the fuck to unload. And then in the morning, I hired this other mover. The guy was out. And so his secretary woman came. And she told me that, I'm like, why does he have a secretary? And apparently he's autistic. So she kind of like helps this autistic guy go do businesses. I think it's a great model, but. Does she move? Is she she a big bitch? Can Can she lift? She was, she, dude, she was actually great. I was, for me, it was paying her $40 an hour. She showed up a little bit later. She tells me, Mike is sick. He can't come. I was like, this dude's been out fucking drinking. He's a scumbag. Then she told me he was autistic. And I was like, okay, I take that back. He's probably actually sick. I forgive him. Um, but yeah, dude, she, she helped me for like an hour. She was fucking great. I ended up kind of not being able to fit my TV or maybe we thought the TV would get crushed and I ended up actually selling it to her as part of my payment to her. So actually that all kind of worked out. And yeah, I was just waiting around like I finished by 11 or 11.30 and that UPAC was going to come at any time at 3 or 4. And basically I put all the heaviest shit. Dude, I had to rearrange so much shit. I could not believe all the fucking movies I was doing today morning. I was like, I paid somebody four hundred dollars to do this, so I don't have to do this. What are you doing, Vishnu? What are you doing, God? Anyways, I pull out four things, like two shelves, uh, two pairs of drawers, uh, a bunch of laundry detergent, and uh, a TV stand, and the TV. 
put them all up for sale last night at very good prices. Managed to sell everything by now. Everything. Dude came at 3 o'clock. I've never been at so much tension in my life because if that thing can't pick it up, and, and here's the worst thing. I have no idea how much weight I need to take out, right? Like, I don't know. I just know. know it's too heavy. I just know it's too heavy. Is, is it 300 pounds too heavy? Is it 700 pounds? Is it, dude, I was talking to the guy in the dispatch in the morning, and he's like, if it can't pick it up, you probably need to unload like 2,000 pounds. And I'm like, there's no, I don't know. There's no way that's a 6,000 pounds of stuff. Like, I did not load three tons of stuff in there. Like, that's so much. It's the protein. <laughs> it's not. Dude, I, actually, I, I had a pair of dumbbells, like 15 pounds each. So I put those at the front just in case any don't load them. I got those after COVID because I was like, I'm not going to be fucking weightless. You see the uh, the protein. Hashtag Tosin. It, it, in, I knew you were going to do that. The fucking protein enriched all of the contents within and made it grow muscle. Oh my God. <laughs> Everything just they grew muscle. Tri- <laughs> Actually, of all my crates, only one contained any protein. Just one. But it sure had a lot. There were at least 50 pounds of protein in there. I think there were like 20 pounds. That's still, really, that's excessive. Hey, I have bought zero protein, zero protein this year, and I've just been trying to go through all the protein. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm trying to get rid of it too, bro. So I'm assuming that it was fine, and I'm assuming they were able to lift it. Yeah, my mom also pointed this out, and I did think it was true, but she thought it could have been too much to one side, the weight. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But then I thought about torque. Can't forget right? about torque. If there's, can't forget about torque. If there's more weight on the end of that forklift, it's going to tip it over more than if it was closer. So I asked the guy in the morning, can you come on the other side and pick it up? And he's like, yeah, sure. And dude, he, he picked it up. I have never waited with such bated breath. Like, like the tension, dude was like at 130% because that dude was only there for half an hour and if it doesn't pick up, I got to open it and I got to start just pulling shit out and then got to have him test it and my shit's going to go fucking flying and breaking inside. Attention, unreal. And he picked it up and I fucking jumped up and down like a big nine-year-old schoolgirl I literally said, fuck yes. Dude, I paced that container and did like a hare rom like over 10 times while waiting for him. Hare rom. Yeah, he got it. So he unloaded it and it all ended up being fine. But it could have been such a bitch, dude. It could have been such a bad situation. Sick. So that's why I had one of my worst days six to nine hours ago. And now I'm chilling, dude. Now I'm chilling. Yeah, cheers. You drinking Coke? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Take a look. I do have a Coke. Uh, yeah. Oh. Is that a real? Is that not Diet Coke? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see you live on the edge. I have one of those. You're okay. I, I drank the last one of the zeros. Um, okay. But yeah, so that's my day. So wait, what do you have left? Like, what are you leaving? When are you leaving? And what are you leaving with? Oh, okay. So today's Tuesday. The move out was on Monday, and I'm leaving Thursday. So you're just going to sleep in the lobby for a day? Oh, no. I. <laughs> that would be an idea. Speaking of asking. Can I just stay in the, the lounge or something? No, I ended up going to this guy. It actually worked out pretty well. I'll sleep on my air mattress all the way up to the end. I even packed that away. I was thinking I'll just sleep on the air mattress and I'll just leave it. You know, whatever, 40 bucks. It's fine. Better than being in a hotel. Cheaper. But I found a guy who had like a camping kind of air mattress that you could push with your foot. And it's like way shittier than a regular air mattress. But like I've slept on it for two nights. Probably got six hours of sleep. Also, because I'm just tensioned the fuck up. But yeah, sleeping on that. But I bought it for like 25 bucks. It's fine. But I think I can actually fold it and get it in my checked in bag as well. I think I have enough weight. So maybe I'll leave nothing behind. Maybe I'll leave nothing behind. Fingers crossed. No, man, look. And if I got to leave it behind, that's fine. It's fine. I bought it for that. So, there's nothing left to do, basically. Um, cleaning woman's coming tomorrow. I got to return my Wi-Fi because they cut it off today. Hence why I'm talking to you in the lobby. That's why I'm talking to you in the lobby. No Wi-Fi. And, uh, yeah, just tomorrow and day after. Did our friend finish running the world's friendliest marathon? Nope. No, no, no. He's still walking it, bro. He's still just <laughs> chilling on it. Ah, oh, Jesus he, Christ. So they didn't have that meeting. They may not. They may or may not have had. But they said they're going to do it in December, right? Holy shit. They said we are. You said we'll let you know the decision in December. Poor kid. And like what you have to look forward to is like a 16 hour flight on Thursday. <laughs> oh my on what? God. On Thursday, right? Like when you leave, it's going to be like a fucking 16 hour flight. Like this is what you get to look forward to. Yeah, the flight kind of sucks. But honestly, after having moved out and dealing with this shit, it's like fine i mean okay the flight does suck and especially going to india afterwards like getting off the airport immigration all that shit you know my mom i think is actually gonna be nice enough to pick me up at the airport so she's awesome Audrey for all her mistakes is like she's she's a real one so what i can't wait for dude is to land in fucking india and have that first nice dinner with the family and go to sleep. Like, I can't wait for that. That's going to be so nice. 
and just not having to do shit. Don't have to do my laundry. Don't have to clean my room. Don't have to cook. You get shit delivered. Yeah. Don't want to make my coffee. I'm just going to take a week and just be like a super lazy fuck. Like, I just want one week. Just decompress. Hey, the older we get, the less time that we have to do any of that shit. So enjoy it. Take it. I thought, honestly, yeah. I'm going to take the time to just. Because every time I go back, I'm always doing shit, even from the first day. And now I'm just like, I'm, I'm too tired. Yeah. We are too old. I'm too tired. My knees hurt. My knees hurt. And my back hurts. Fuck you in That's your bone spurs. Yeah, me and my bone spurs. <laughs> me and my back spurs. But that's me. What's with you? Where the fuck do I start? Ah, all right. So. I'm feeling it's going to be juicier than what happened to me. Unfortunately, there's just been a fucking lot. So two weeks ago, I threw that sober tailgate, right? Mm-hmm. I ended up on the news. I don't know if you saw it, but but I, I was on the local news. No. Yes, I I was as myself. I, I was yeah. It's I put it on LinkedIn. I put it on Insta. Uh, it's it's around. But like I'm not shitting you. I went to the gas station the other night, and the guy behind the counter at the gas station goes, "I saw you on TV." I was like, "Holy shit, you did!" And dude, I didn't even know it was like. I remember talking to the camera guy and shit, but like. I got a text from some old fuck that next day. And he's like, I just saw you on the news. I was like, are, are you fucking serious? They ran the story. And so then I ran online. I was like, oh shit, they did it. Oh fuck. So are yeah. you able to get a recording or something of that? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's out. You can, you can find it. And then also the school newspaper did a bit on me, but they haven't put it out yet. So waiting for that. And this is all about the sober tailgate or it is, but it's more about me. It's more about what I fucking did because I did this with no help. Oh, well, I had a lot of help. Don't get me wrong. But like my entire you had to go seek it out yourself. Yeah, dude, my entire week before that was me. I drove over to this lady's house to pick up this gas generator. It's fucking huge. And like I think you mentioned that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I had to drive over to this other lady's house and get a tent and like. Yeah, and then uh, like day of the event, I'm getting there and I'm driving between campus and my house. I I had to bring my grill. Uh, they, they were cooking hot dogs on my fucking grill. I was, How did they taste? I didn't. That's eat a any. real question. That was the worst part. I didn't oh. eat any. Yeah, no. Um, but no, that's how I ended <laughs> up. With these, that's how I ended up with these fucking sodas. Was like I ended up getting a bunch of surplus food and drinks and shit that nobody wanted. So I ended up with like, I, I've got like 18 hot dog buns in my pantry right now. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with that. Ooh, hot dog buns. <laughs> you can anyway, freeze bread. Anyway, so I booked three bands to play and okay. they all showed up. And one of them was this kid from Ohio. He drives down here. I let him stay with me and and he brings this person with him it's it's some girl with short hair and they were okay you know they i I didn't really mind them or anything and then fucking when he left on saturday like after the show and 
he took my acoustic guitar, he took my cajon, and he took my Beats headphones. Wait, he like stole them? Yeah. And it was because, like, so during the event. Hold up, hold up. Just to clarify, how did you know this kid? Like, he, uh, he was a guest on the podcast. And he just took it. He just took it. And the thing is, so like, are you going to report him? I, I did file a police report. Um, I, I also, I have his address. I have his address. I have his phone number. I, I, I don't. What's he thinking? I don't know because he's only seven hours away. If I were so inclined, there, there's some vigilante justice that could occur here. Um, but he, here's the thing: he's he's smart in the sense of he knew that all my shit was going to be all over the place. It took me two days to realize that he took it. You know, like yeah, if you're going to steal from somebody, steal when all their shit's out. But like, all right, so during the event, after he performed, he showed up drunk and I was talking to this girl and this girl was telling me about how she was like addicted to heroin and overcame all that. And then this kid just walks up right up to me and like grabs my shoulder and whispers, eat her ass in my ear. And I, I punched him in the back of the head. I I was, I was pretty, (laughs) I was pretty just like not okay with that. And then, wow. Yeah, yeah, and so then he was like, he tried to like confront me about it, but I was like, he was like, well, what did I say? And then I was like, you're not going to take accountability for your actions. And he's like, no, I didn't say that. And I was like, you can't gaslight me here, dude. It's not going to work. And so he, when I said I was going to file a police report after stealing my guitar, my cajon, and my yeah. thing, he replied with, oh, we'll just ship it back. And then he also tried to gaslight me again, saying that there was some acoustic project that I allowed him to fucking, like, take it for. And I was just like, no, nope. that's ridiculous. And then I said, like, unless I get a fucking tracking number, I don't believe that you're going to ship it to me. And then he sent me a picture of a FedEx store. And I don't fucking believe, like, okay, he sent me a picture. What's that going to do? That means, like, okay, say didn't send it he can blame it, it on the nothing. picture right it means nothing so he's gonna be like oh they it must have lost nothing. it and i'm like you know no don't no piss, honestly yeah don't piss on my leg and tell number. me it's raining yeah that's a great report sorry i realized it's just paper. that's a great report to get absolutely like yeah a tracking number or you're gonna file it within <laughs> did you already file it I filed the police report, yeah, but I mean, the police take a long time, and if for some reason that fails, you know, I I don't know how long I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for a little bit, because I know it's also the holidays, going to take some time for if he shipped it for something to happen. But, you know, seven-hour drive is a lot shorter than, like, ten years in jail for robbery. Or worse... Is is stealing my guitar and my cajon worth your life? Uh, I can't answer these questions. I, honestly, I I think you should just part of me thinks you should just drive up there and just open the door one on like at some point. And if it's in your guitar, not with oh, you do have one. Don't do that. Hey, I just watched um, the Sopranos. I just rewatched the Sopranos. Dude, I recently watched the Sopranos movie. <laughs> Ah, yes, the many saints of Newark. Newark. It was pretty good. I'm sure you've seen it. 
Oh yeah. I, I actually, I watched it for the second time after rewatching the series. And then there were like, I actually liked it more the second time. I didn't really like it the first pass, but this, I don't understand why Ray Liotta had to play two fucking roles. I didn't get the whole brother. Like that whole thing could have been thrown out. That did not move the story along at all. That was honestly very confusing. Was it? First. Wasn't it? It was very, very confusing. I did not have any idea what was going on. And then oh. after like some time, I got it. But all right. So after after having my moment in the sun here, uh, I, you know, it was Thanksgiving last week, so drove on down to Memphis to hang hang with the old man. My dad bought me a TV. How big is that thing? It's a fifty. That's it. I look like a fifty-five. That's sick. Wow. And now you have a TV and I have no TV. Yeah, it's a it's a Samsung. You got it for the Black That's Friday. really good. Yeah, you got it for the Black Friday. How do you like it? Uh I personally just like owning a TV that doesn't have dead pixels and that I can turn off and turn on with a fucking remote. Yeah, sorry. I mean your TV it worked, but it sucked. Oh yeah, it was made of glass. The the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti TV. Oh yeah, because we put the <laughs> the Yeti fucking the only thing I don't know how to do yet is like the Roku that I was using has HBO Max from somebody, has Disney Plus from somebody. Yeah. Yep. And, and and I've like plugged the Roku into this TV, but it doesn't really they're not vibing. So I gotta figure out how to Roku. What does that mean it's not vibing? It's not what vibing. is it? Please quantify that. <laughs> You know, when you click source and there's HDMI one and you go to HDMI one and you're like clicking the Roku, it doesn't recognize. It's just HDMI one. You, you try plugging into a different HDMI? I did. I tried HDMI two as well. Do you try all the HDMIs? Uh, there's only about two to choose from. Uh, really? It recognizes the PS3. It, it knows what the PS3 is. I'm even using a fucked up HDMI for it. But yeah, you tried using the same HDMI for the Roku. No, I did not try using the fucked up HDMI for the Roku. I mean, if it were for the PS, the PlayStation, you know, I, I tried the normal HDMI with the PS3 first and then Roku did. I don't know. I'll try the fucked up one. See if it makes a difference. Try some shit out. Thanks, IT. So you got it. Here's another. Oh, one. and if that doesn't work, you can smash your fist on it. Oh, yeah, that'll fix it. That, that that's what I that's what I've seen in the movies. <laughs> movies. It fixes your wife. It fixes your TV. Oh my god! All problems can be solved with violence. <laughs> so, oh, you mean just? Do you just mean to say fix your dishwasher? Uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Sorry. So, I've been playing with this keyboard player guy. And he's he's not cancerous, as I may you may have remembered me mention in the past. Well, he's been like, dude, you should really book us a gig. You should book us a gig. I'm like, I'm fucking tired of doing all the fucking work in this relationship. But hey, I, you book us a gig. Yeah, you book us a gig, asshole. I already gave you the prison gig. I fucking you come over to my house and use my fucking shit to help you write songs. Book a gig, asshole. But no, so. I book at that fucking hookah lounge that I played at last time where, you know, all those guys canceled on me and I had the big fat sax fucker and all that. Yeah, well, I booked there again because that we were welcome back. They liked me. 
And I was like, all right, cool. It's going to be me and the keyboard player. Let's see if I can find either a drummer or a guitar player and just make something happen, right? This was for Saturday, which, by the way, if I had my way, I would have just stayed at my dad's on Saturday and come back Sunday. But nope, had, had to play this gig. So take the seven-hour drive back. But I wake up eight in the morning and I get a text. I get a fucking text from the keyboard player. No. He wrote me a fucking essay and it started with, good morning. I'm not going to make it. Maybe they'll let us cancel the gig. Why? Why? I was like, I don't know. Like, it, I just said, thanks for letting me know. I didn't say shit. But like in the back of my mind, I'm like, did I tell you why I stopped booking gigs? It's because people fucking do this shit. And then I have to fucking make something happen. So the second I read it, I text literally everybody I know. I got a band. <laughs> we have we have Rick Mejia on bass. Uh, That's lit- a name. Literally picture Fat Albert. I don't want to, but okay. Yep, that that's who I had on base, but he's like he's from LA, Mexican, uh, you know, solid bass player. He can follow along, he can solo, he can sing. Oh, great! You know, he, he sounds great. Yeah, he he he's no like. I mean, mm. I can play bass better than him, but like for a bass player, he's what he's I. He's not a one trick pony. He can play jazz, you know, like he can do the standards. He can do the watermelon man, whatever the fuck. So. Honestly, that's better than just having a bass player who maybe is like really good at soloing, and that's about it. Like, I would be much more interested in this guy. Got Will Lavender on rhythm guitar. Of course, I knew I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the perennial Will Lavender. I got a guy named Don Lordo on the drums. Dons are generally good drummers. Don Lordo. But, but actually, I'm thinking Don Fabularo. Don. But Lordo doesn't really hold a lot of water with me. That I'm not convinced. I, was, I, I auto-corrected his name to Don Lardo, and I was like, oh, damn, that's horrible. Don, was he? Don Lordo, fucking, he fucking rips. He, okay. He plays in like See, two, Don's are good. He plays in like two different orchestras. He also does like percussion gigs. He used to work for Pearl. <laughs> and when he worked for Pearl, he was uh Virgil Donati's clinic tour like guy, and he has Virgil Donati's fucking kit from that clinic tour. That's like his main kit. And then like he's also close personal friends with one of those other guys that auditioned for Dream Theater, like they actually message each other, and that, they, not uh, okay. This is Peter Wildewer, Aquiles Priester, uh, Virgil, Thomas Lang, Derek Roddy, Mike Mangini, Marco Miniman. Might be Derek Roddy. Oh, Peter Wildewer. That was it. That was everybody. That was everybody. Wow, I managed to get that really quick. That is pretty crazy that you remembered that. Especially, I would say, uh, Aquas, Peter Wildewer, they're like kind of noted. I or I only knew them from the audition. Anyways, according to uh, according to Don Lordo, fucking that audition was just for PR. They already picked me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that's I heard that from everybody. Dude, they should honestly have paid the drummers to do that audition. Because it was just like making the PR movie. But Don Lordo took like 20 bucks for the gig. Wouldn't let me give him any more. What? I I actually got paid decently for this gig. Dude, 20 bucks is criminal. He insisted. He he said this is, is good. that's his minimum rate? No, no, no. He said he was doing it for me as a favor. Like he knew I was in a pinch. He saw the thing I did on the news. He knows I'm an upstanding guy in a, in a bit of a bind, and he wanted to help me out. I didn't even come at him with that energy. I just was like, hey, dude, I'll pay you what I can. I, I can't guarantee you any numbers until after the gig. And he's like, give me five bucks for gas. I'm like, I'll do you better than that, buddy. And then, like, I gave him – we made 50 in tips, and I got paid 150. And fucking, yeah, he took, like, 30, 20, 30 bucks – I gave okay. him I gave him fifteen out of pocket and I gave him like twelve out of the tip bucket, and he's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Dude, please." We did get free food. They do take care of us at the hookah lounge. We get free drinks, free food, so that's better than the fucking gigs that Will Lavender got us. He got us fifty percent off an entree. Yep. That just sounds like a joke. That sounds like a bad joke. But yeah. Um. We did a jazz cover of Sober. That was kind of fun. Okay. I've never done that before. Uh, just, yeah, it was, uh, but the gig went well. Everyone was super happy. And uh, again, still invited back. Uh, I guess that's just what it is being a musician these days. You don't have a band. You have to make a band the day of the gig. And hopefully you just know enough people who are free. Mike Jones is still afraid to play jazz. You know, when you tell somebody... Three hour gig, no set list. They, I guess, they just shit their pants. Like, what do you mean we're not playing Sweet Home Alabama? You should just tell Mike one day that, like, you know, we're doing like a normal, and you give him a set list, and then you, you just, you just fuck him. It's like an actual full on jazz gig. You just got to do it. You don't tell him right up until you play the first song. But you know, you you play the first song off the supposed set list so like he feels comfortable and then you spring it on him you let him just get one song in and you spring it on him how about get like halfway through the one song and then just turn the song into jazz and then see where that's some that's some whiplash shit yeah what's some terrence uh whatever his name was fletcher terrence fletcher Let's see. Anything yeah. else? Anything else crazy? I mean, I can't, I can't believe my dad's fucking talking about the green fucking night about four years later. Still, dude, dude you're he joking. Did. He did. He did. He's going through his movies. He's like, ah, oh, the green night. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Honestly, <laughs> like, it's such a weird obsession, and it's honestly such a bad movie. To watch like like of all the movies to be obsessed about that's not one of them he, i told you he insisted that i watch bo is afraid what the fuck is that you haven't seen bo is afraid i don't know have you seen the green knight <laughs> dude i fucking i watched bo is afraid i am pissed i hate it it's made by the midsummer guy and it's fucking the the main... oh so it must be it's a newer movie and, oh it came out this year 
the uh, the main actor is Joaquin Phoenix. Wait, how have I not heard about this movie? Because it didn't do very well. What was it called? Bo is Afraid. Big B-O-W? B-E-A-U. I dare you to try and watch it. I I fucking I was screaming at the TV like I almost broke the fucking movie when I pulled it out. Tragedy comedy horror film. It's so fucking bad. Like the first hour is kind of tolerable. Like you can like it's it's a little weird. It's a little extreme for the first hour, but like it's you're it's okay. But then it just keeps getting worse. And there's like scenes where like there's no talking, and he just zooms in on Joaquin Phoenix's face for like ten minutes. And you got to stare at Joaquin Phoenix for sounds, 10 minutes. This sounds not good. And it's torturous. This, this guy here chastised the runtime by saying it's a tor- it's a journey midway and becomes a slog. It's it's, it's torturous. It sounds like a slog. Try it, though. See how far you get. Try, try Bo is Afraid. You got a 16-hour flight? <laughs> try Jay Bo is Afraid. Is, try Bo Jay is, is Afraid. Jay is Afraid. Where, what'd you watch it on? Uh, my dad sent me the DVD. Like he insisted that I watch this movie. I'm sorry. Wait, he like he mailed it to you? Yes, he mailed me the DVD. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was 2005. Well, you know, Blu-ray is when you buy a Blu-ray, it comes with the DVD copy in it. And you know, my dad's the fucking the. Uh, what do you you know the- what? Oh wait, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I did not know Blu-rays came with DVD copies. Oh yeah, you when you buy the Blu-ray, a lot of them will have a DVD copy and a digital download code in there too. Um, but you know, my dad's also the Pope of Redbox, so I get any movie. See, I would have sent you the digital download code. Yeah, you could have done that via email. You didn't have to mail. So you it. could just download it on your end. Nope. Nope, I, uh, he, he sent me. Dude, the idea of sending a DVD in the mail in 2023, 2023, <laughs> three, yep. is fucking unreal. Dude, it costs money to mail it, right? He could have, like, just bought it for you on, like, Amazon Prime or YouTube. Like, it's available to buy online. It came with a couple other things. I forget, like, the main thing that was in there, but. There were actually two movies. It was Bo is Afraid and something else. And, okay. Oh, the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> have you seen that? I don't think you have. I doubt you have. What are with these titles? Bo is Afraid, Kid Stays in a Picture. The Kid Stays in the Picture is... These are just statements. <laughs> these are just... These are just removed statements. All right. The Kid Stays in the Picture was my fault. For some reason, I got the notion that I wanted to see this movie... And it's about Robert Evans, the movie producer, and it's it's the biography of his life as told by Robert Evans, like present day at the time. So he's old as shit, and he's talking like this. And he's That's like some of the worst. And he was in Hollywood in like the fucking forties, and so it's all. And then the director said, "Hey, toots, you gotta get that Polak Polanski out of hiding and get him to do my movie." Doesn't matter what of a crumb bum he is, you get him, and you tell him he's doing my picture. It's like the, and the movie it has no acting. It's like a fucking slideshow. It's like a PowerPoint 
with him <laughs> narrating over it. You don't see him. You just see like images while he goes. And that's when my third wife left me. And I said, baby, you're a real loser. <laughs> I don't know what I thought the movie was going to be. Not that, but I, I got sucked into it because it was so weird. It was so like, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I have a question for you. What the fuck have you been watching? <laughs> Fucking Bo is afraid and the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> Sounds like 2023 was not a good year for movies. Uh, let's see. Well, the kid stays in the picture came out like 2000. Like it, it's old. It's oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not new. They they would never do that to you now. They would never make you watch a fucking two-hour slideshow while some old man croaks on the microphone. I said, baby, you better not leave me of even for one day. Now hand me my gins. <laughs> we were divorced three weeks later. <laughs> I could I don't think I could watch ten minutes of that. <laughs> I swindled a girl into watching that with me because I was wow. like, you, I was like, you got to see how weird this is. And then she also was just like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I know it kind of sucks. you in <laughs> Because it's so fucking like unconventional. It's so like, what the fuck? It sounds like you're just using other words than bad. <laughs> It it can't be bad because I don't consider it a movie. It's like it's, uh, it's like a, it's literally I, like a PowerPoint. It's like watching a PowerPoint of somebody's life. I honestly wouldn't consider the master to be a movie. Yeah, uh, if you like the master, then Bo is afraid is like a distant cousin. It, they're, they're... <laughs> I gotta watch that then. Jesus. Maybe you get it. Maybe you'll watch Bo is Afraid and go, I think this was... There are people online, there's just as many who loved it as who hated it. Some of the people who loved it are just like dick writers of that director. They're just like, everything he does is fucking genius. Nathan, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Maybe you like yeah. it. I did just watch Mulholland Drive for the first time. Have you ever seen that? You know, actually, I haven't. I haven't. That's been on my... I was trying to think of. No, it was a. Uh, God, what was that film? Let me let me see if I can find this other the one. The one that I hate, Blue Velvet. Not Blue Velvet. It wasn't by this director. Oh, the one you. Uh, who did Mulholland Drive? Lynch. God, he's so famous. Yeah, David Lynch. There we go. Uh, it's a very yeah. Lynchian film. How Lynchian of you. I'm surprised that that was such a Lynchian thing to do. You know, the way that that guy's UPAC couldn't pick up your box, it was awful. Lynchian. That was, like, so bad. That was, like, so bad. Wait, wait. LA Confidential. That was the one Ah. that I hadn't seen for a long time, and then I ended up seeing it. My dad loves that movie. It was pretty good. It was not incredible. You liked it? It was good, but it wasn't like, oh, my God. You liked uh, Danny DeVito telling you to keep it hush, hush? That was kind of funny. 
otherwise, anything else going on for me? Oh, uh, yeah, and he had the dolly. Yeah, that's it. I know his name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One sec. That was nice. So your mom came down from Canada for from India for this? No. Oh. That was a reception. Oh damn, she sounded just like your mom. That's a little I don't know if that's race not racist. That's I don't mean the term. Is she Indian? This receptionist? Yeah. Yeah. Ah! I said what I said. Yeah, honestly, they all are. Like oh. all of them. What'd you think of that fucking measure I sent you there? Was this like all triplets? Four on the bass drum, three on the snare. Oh, I did not actually try to parse it as far as playing it. No, but just looking at it, right? That's fucking... I don't even I mean, know it looked how... intimidating. It yeah. looked intimidating as all hell. Yeah, no, I, I was trying to teach a 12-year-old that today, and we were both looking at this like... What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I I was counting it as dukes, 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 but like you, it's not because it's dukes. Ah, that's it, both at the same time. Ugh. Yeah, you're doing triplets on the ride symbol, chicking the fucking. You're doing a four on the floor with the hi hat, and then they just. Wait, let me actually read this. They fuck you with the snare and the bass drum here. They just they they bend you over and fuck you. No, you do triplets and you. Okay, you're playing your foot on all quarter notes, right? Yeah, that's left foot. Or eight yeah. notes on eight notes. And you're alternating between doing the what right hand flaming with the left hand and bass drum flaming. Wait, that are those hi-hats coming like in between the other notes or what is happening? So there? the hi-hats are the X's on the bottom. What are the X's on the top? Ride symbol. Oh, okay, sorry. The ride symbol pattern? Are they in between the snare bell? Uh, yes. But it's consistent. It's the same. Oh, no, it's not. Fuck. It was consistent, and then now it's... Ugh, I hate this. Dude, I don't know what crazed monster book you're reading out of over there. The worst part is, kids. it's called A Funky Primer by Charles Dowd. Oh, wait, that's a very well-known book. I've heard of that. That's the last exercise. I told her she finishes this last exercise and we can move on to syncopation by Ted Reed. And like the worst part is every other exercise in this book is really easy. This 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 came out of nowhere. Honestly, you should just YouTube and just see somebody playing it. I tried. I couldn't. Nobody? Every, everybody does the other pages and other ex- exercises. I couldn't find page 45. And everybody who does this and put it on YouTube looks like a real loser. That's. It sounds like you need to skip that book, bro. I never did no funky primers. <laughs> I never did no funky primers. I was just rocking bass drum book into advanced funk studies. That one's a good one. The goddamn Gordian knot over here. This is like Theseus's ship. You know about Theseus's ship? No. Well, actually, I do. But the dilemma of Theseus's ship. Oh, I don't know about that. I was. I just knew about from mythology. All right. So remember, 2018, where I asked. Where I asked the question, if you were to remove somebody's prosthetic limb yes, and then fuck them with it, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So unbeknownst to us, that th- that is Theseus' ship. Theseus' ship is, okay, Theseus has a ship. Over time, it wears out and parts have to be replaced. At 
point X, the final part is replaced. And so there are so no replace more, the whole ship. There are no longer original parts on the ship. Is it still Theseus's ship? Yeah. Okay. So you now take a piece of Theseus's ship as it stands and build a second ship with it. Is that Theseus's ship? No. That's what I said, but apparently there's no answer because if the original ship with no original parts is still Theseus's ship, taking a piece from that and putting the uh, building a second ship would still be Theseus's ship. Look, I, I'll I, let me quantify that in what I think is human form. I do believe that like every cell in the human body, <coughs> if I'm not mistaken, gets removed after like seven years. So like after seven years, like whoever you were eight years ago, there's not a single cell left in your body that was there before. Does that make sense? I'm just subtracting eight years from my age to see where what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So all you all you got replaced, right? Sorry, I you know I need a calculator for the square root of two squared. Of course, of me, course. Yeah, I gotta I gotta subtract on my fingers. But you're better now. DC's ship got it up there. <laughs> so in that sense, right? You are still you, right? Even after eight years, you're still you. Yes. But like Let's say you took a piece of me and you made somebody else out. I think that's literally like having a child. Right. But it's not you. But you, yeah, even though you took a piece of you and you created something else and it's very similar and all that, it's not you. I agree with that. I don't think the second ship is Theseus's ship, but I, I believe that is the dilemma. I mean, I think, I don't know why it's a dilemma because I think you should just go off that argument I just said. I mean, it's not necessarily like, who is to say that the human body is supposed to be like the model of that? But I think it's a pretty good analogy or example. Is I there think. an answer to this? There appears to be no concrete answer. By the law of transitivity, this would mean that all ships are the same and have one identity. But this is nonsensical as there are two distinct ships. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody, like has even asked, somebody has even asked, is a human body a ship of Theseus? The human body is a popular example of the ship of Theseus paradox. Holy shit, look go. at us. We didn't even get degrees in this, and here we are. There you go. I haven't even heard of this thing. And uh, already human body. Just like uh, the other one where it's, uh, if there is a book that contains the titles of every book ever, does it contain its own title? I say I, I, I ain't doing this shit no more. Hey, I say yes on the front cover. Wow. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it. That's that makes sense. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh so India for another indefinite amount of time. Probably be out January, maybe mid January to February. Hopefully. Dude, I I can't imagine coming back to Canada. I just can't. I think I would. I'm sorry to all Canadians here. I think I would kill myself. Fuck you, Galen Weston Jr. Just because, like, I know I'm going to have to come back and then I'm going to have to leave again. Like, I know this is not my permanent spot. Dude, I hate moving. I hate flying. I just want to, like, sit out somewhere and I'm sorry, park my Indian ass there for, like, four years, five years. You know? Yeah, I think the longest you ever stayed anywhere was. Fucking elementary, middle, and high school. It, I was Florida. Yep. Had a great seven-year run. Did not appreciate it enough. 